Good morning, everybody, and I'm so glad that you're with us worshiping uh, at Gadsden First United Methodist Church, live streaming, and so wherever you are, we are connected to you, and we're glad that we get to worship together with you today. Uh, give a call to a friend or neighbor, tell them to join you for live stream worship today, and, and let's enjoy this day that the Lord has made together. Uh, I've got just a couple of announcements I want to remind you of. Uh, one is, it's not too late to get one of the cool yard signs. I actually have one um, down there, but I forgot to bring it up here. So it's a, a beautiful yard sign that says, thank you, uh, we love our healthcare workers. And it's got our church name at the bottom. If you wanna come by the church and get one of these yard signs, put it out in your yard as a witness and to let everybody know that we love and support our healthcare workers. We know that you're tired and weary and we love you and we love the job that you do. So get one of those signs. Um, we also have a brand new uh, Bible study that's starting tomorrow night at six o'clock. It's a Zoom Bible study. So you don't even have to, you don't even have to leave the house to participate in this Bible study. It will be six o'clock starting tomorrow night. It's based on Priscilla Shirer's book, One in a Million. If you wanna participate in that Bible study, call the church and we'll give you the link to how to get there or, or call Barbara Condra and she can hook you up with that too. Um, we have beautiful, beautiful flowers on the altar today. And these are given to glory, to the glory of God. And for the love of our country, as we enter into a week that's very important for our country and in remembrance of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and his legacy for Martin Luther King Day tomorrow. And that is from our altar guild and from our altar flower fund and we, we hope that you enjoy these beautiful flowers today. Will you join me as we go to the Lord in prayer? Gracious God, thank you for this beautiful day you've given us and help us, Lord, open our eyes to the beautiful creatures that you have made us to be. We are all fearfully and wonderfully made, and I pray that we know that as we worship you today. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
Now will you join with me as we unite together in this historic confession of the Christian faith, the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. I believe in the Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. As we prepare our hearts for uh, this time of tithe and offering and for prayer, I have some great news. Uh, Pastor Sam, we, did you know we had over $8,000 um, given for our United Methodist Children's Home uh, over the Christmas time? That's amazing. That is amazing. So thank you to everyone who gave to the offering for the United Methodist Children's Home. So there's going to be so many kids getting help this year because of you. So thank you. Um, and if you would like to give during this time, you can give online. You can also um, give to the church by mail uh, to continue the ministries of the church in this community and around the world. Um, and if you have a prayer request also during this time, would you please write that in the comments? We would love to be praying for you. And we have a great church prayer team that's praying for you throughout the week. Um, and they would love to know what those concerns that you have are. Let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Loving God, we pray um, for the tithes and offerings that are given, that you will use those for your glory and for your kingdom. We are thankful for the awesome things that you do in this community around us. And loving God, also during this time, we lift up all the health workers. We pray for everyone right now that is at Riverview and Gadsden Regional working so hard. We pray that you will give them strength we pray that they will feel your comfort, that they will feel your grace today. We pray for those that are in the hospital currently with COVID. God, we pray for healing for them. We pray that you will be with them. We pray for our country that is divided. We pray for unity. We pray for peace. We pray for our teachers that are working so hard this year going virtual, then back in person, and never knowing when it's going to go back and forth. We pray for them as well. All the homebound in the church, God, let them know that they are loved and cared for by you. And with so much going on in our world, sometimes we don't know what to say. You remind us of the words of Jesus. Would you join me in the Lord's Prayer? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Awesome um, music team here at the church, don't we? Thank you, thank you. And I'm sure people are writing in the comments how much they appreciate you. Uh, Pastor Sam, I think you forgot one announcement that's a pretty big one. Next Sunday is Sumatanga Sunday, 
Our friend Tony Jones is going to be here uh, next Sunday speaking about Camp Somatonga, but he's also doing the sermon, and Tony Jones is really cool. It's going to be great. You're going to want to invite your friends to join us next week. I also wanted to let all of you know, right after church today, the mission team and the youth group are taking uh, firehouse subs, little individual boxes, to every firefighter and paramedic that works for the city of Gadsden. We're dropping those off at the fire stations right after church to say, we love our first responders. And there's going to be more of that to come in the near future uh, with the mission team, the youth group. We're going to be doing more to show love to first responders, so keep your eyes out for that. Um, so as a preacher, sometimes the preachers will pick uh, we'll just use the lectionary, that scripture that's given for that week. Sometimes they'll stick with that. But then sometimes preachers will go off topic. They might do a sermon series based on a certain topic, or they might just with current events going on. So knowing that I was preaching this Sunday, I could talk about how a lot of events occurred last Wednesday and how our country is divided. I could preach that it's MLK Sunday. I could preach about how our COVID numbers are spreading and there's still so many we know in the hospital that are hurting. Then I even thought I could preach a sermon about how uh, I've put on a ton of COVID weight and I need some spiritual discipline there. Because I only can fit in, JT, I can only fit into a certain amount of clothes that I have right now because quarantine, that's what you do is you eat. But with all of that going on, I thought, and then I read the lectionary and it fit in so perfectly with many of the things I just mentioned. But before I read our lectionary scripture from the book of John, I wanted to start with the other gospel, one of the other gospels, Matthew. Matthew 1, 1 through 17, it starts off, don't worry, I'm not going to read that whole thing. It starts off by talking about the family tree or the genealogy of Jesus. Many of you who um, are watching, I bet at some point you said, I'm going to read the whole New Testament in a year or I'm going to read through the Bible in a year. And if you're like me, when you get to a passage of scripture that is just a long list of names, you say, I'm going to skip this one, right? Am I the only one that does that? So uh, in, in Matthew 1, 1 through 17, all it is is a list of names, Jesus' genealogy. It's going to mention rulers and kings, but it's also going to mention sinners, people that make really, really big mistakes. And I mean huge mistakes. And I mention that for a reason, right? Uh, because there was this guy named Jacob in Jesus' family line. It mentions him. Jacob, do you remember? And he did some great stuff. But remember when he, he uh, covered himself in hair and he wanted to imitate his brother to steal his brother's birthright? That's not, that's not great stuff. Or what about David? Do you remember David when uh, he's the guy that fought Goliath? He did great things. But do you remember when he, he had an affair and then he sent away for that, for that woman and, so he could sleep with her? And then... What's David going to do to cover all this up? David's going to have that man intentionally killed in battle. That is, um, that's a huge, huge no-no, right? Then it also mentions David and Bathsheba having this son um, named Solomon. And he had 700 wives and 300 concubines. It's in Jesus' family line. Tamar is in the scriptures. We, we know about her. She, she tricks her father-in-law into having a child with her. Then there's Rahab in Jesus' family line it mentions. Rahab was a prostitute. And some of you are saying, I didn't know some of these stories were in the Bible. That's maybe because you haven't checked out one of Pastor Sam's Old Testament Bible studies. 
If you're watching this and you've attended Pastor Sam's Old Testament Bible studies, give an amen if you would say some of those stories were TV mature. Pastor Sam, whenever he would go out of town for a day or just couldn't make it to Bible study, he would leave me the notes, and it was always the most awkward Bible story. And I'd say, thanks, Sam. So um, now everybody's signed up for your class. They're like, I want to see what Pastor Sam is talking about. So why do I mention these things? Why does the scripture even go on and on about this genealogy? I don't know. I think one of the reasons that it tells us is it reminds us that Jesus came into a mess. Just like we know so much about that the world can be a mess. Jesus enters a broken world with problems needing redemption. Some of our family lines, some of our genealogy, there's somewhat of a mess in there, right? If we trace it back, Jesus knows all about it. Now here's our scripture for this morning. It's John 1, 43 through 51. And I'll be reading from the Common English Version. The next day, Jesus went into Galilee, and he found Philip. Jesus said to him, follow me. Philip was from Bethsaida, the hometown of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, we found the one Moses wrote about in the law and the prophets, Jesus, Joseph's son from Nazareth. Nathanael replied, can anything from Nazareth be good? Philip said, come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said about him, here is a genuine Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael asked him, how do you know me? Jesus answered, before Philip called you, I saw you under the fig tree. Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are the God's son. You are the king of Israel. Jesus answered, do you believe because I told you I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. I assure you, you will see heaven open and God's angels going up to heaven and down to earth on the human one. Let's pray. Loving God, we pray that this scripture, that these words will speak to us today. We pray that you will change and mold our hearts and help us grow more into what it is that you have created us to be. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. So Nazareth, why did Nathaniel get so upset that Jesus is from Nazareth? He says... Can anything from Nazareth be good? And I imagine he has a snotty attitude when he says it. What is his problem with Nazareth? Does he think it's a small town and everybody's poor there or not educated? What are his thoughts? Why is he hating on Nazareth so much? I also wonder when it says that uh, this is Joseph's son from Nazareth. Does Nathaniel know something about the family line, the genealogy? Um, he may say, I know some people who've lived in Nazareth, and I've met them, and they're no good. Maybe that's what he's thinking. Or maybe he knows about some great uncle that Jesus had and says, I don't think that could be the Messiah coming from over there. And then, I don't know if you notice this, Jesus says to him, here is an Israelite with no deceit. I imagine in this scripture that Jesus is calling Nathaniel out, saying, what, do you think you have it all together? Or, I know you have a troubled history too. So Jesus notices that Nathanael was saying this about Nazareth, and Jesus calls it out. Jesus knows what it is to be from a family with a past, with a history, because we all have a past family with a history, filled with sinners, people that made mistakes. Jesus knew what it was like to be from a place that was looked down upon, and here's my question for all of us. 
Are we ever Nathaniel towards other people? Do we ever do that without knowing anything about them? Before we even met them, do we say, oh, they can't be any good. They're from so-and-so. Do we do that? Do we ever judge people based on their nationality, their cultural differences, or even past mistakes that a family line has made? Do we judge someone on that? I don't know if you saw the story. It was on all the major news outlets, but there was a, a Jewish doctor in California. His name was Dr. Terrell, Taylor Nickel. And if you just imagine, just picture a doctor during COVID time treating COVID patients. Every doctor you know is exhausted. They're tired, they've been working too much, um, and they're over it. So this doctor, this Jewish doctor, now has a new patient. And he realizes that this patient has swastika tattoos, Nazi tattoos all over him. Great, this is who he has to treat now, right? And um, the patient, this racist patient, who obviously had hate in his heart to get these tattoos, he looks at his Jewish doctor and he says, don't let me die, don't let me die. The patient is going to get life and healing and restoration from the least expected source, the least expected source. And I would say the same is true for Nathaniel. He says nothing good comes from Nazareth, but guess what? The one who is going to give Nathaniel purpose, the one who is going to give Nathaniel hope and a future and salvation is from Nazareth, the least expected place. Jesus, is going to use Nathaniel, even with that past judgment. And Jesus says, Nathaniel, follow me. And you know what Nathaniel does? Nathaniel's going to follow Jesus. The scripture even goes on to say, Yeah, I told you that I saw you under the fig tree, but there's going to be so much more. You are going to see God moving in so many ways. Just follow me. When I think about Nathaniel and I think about that judgment he had on a place, and Sometimes we have these judgments. It reminded me of Psalm 51. And it's a great prayer for all of us. It's a great prayer for our country right now. It's a great prayer for any of us when we are having hatred or division. And, and here it is. It's Psalm 51. It says this, verse 10 through 15. Create a clean heart for me, God. Put a new faithful spirit deep inside me. Please don't throw me out of your presence. Please don't take your Holy Spirit away from me. Return the joy of your salvation to me and sustain me with a willing spirit. Then I will teach wrongdoers your ways and sinners will come back to you. Deliver me from violence. God, God of my salvation, so that my tongue can sing of your righteousness. Lord, open my lips and my mouth will proclaim your praise. I don't know, I often hear people say, especially around MLK Sunday, around this time, I'll hear people say, I don't see color, I just see Jesus. But I would argue and say, I think Jesus wants us to see color and celebrate it. I think Jesus would want us to recognize cultural differences sometimes that we have with people and celebrate that diversity, to celebrate and learn from each other. And with MLK Sunday, we all, we all know the famous uh, quote that a lot of people are going to say today about a dream that we won't judge people based on the color of their skin, 
but on the content of their character. What about us? Maybe every day we can pray that we won't be like Nathaniel at the beginning of this passage, right? Maybe we'll be more like Nathaniel at the end of the passage where he's following Jesus. Have you ever been Nathaniel? I know I have, where I'll judge somebody before I even know who they are. I remember the 19-year-old me. I grew up in a bubble, right? I went to a very, very small Christian school. And everyone looked like me. Everybody was middle class and white. And this school didn't necessarily teach the grace and love of Jesus, even though they had Christian in the title, because they taught a lot of prejudices. I thought if someone was a Muslim, they were bad. And I got this upbringing from my Christian school. So when I was 19, I had a telemarketing job. And guess what? Sitting next to me every night was a Muslim woman. And you know what happened? All those things that I thought I was supposed to be enemies, that we weren't going to be friends, we became good friends. We would talk every night at this job. And I realized, more so when I got out of my bubble, the heart of God, and learned how to see people more the way that Jesus does, that this was a child of God, that this was a kind, good person. So I ask us now, are we ever like Nathaniel? And there may be somebody watching this. Maybe, maybe you have had people judge you based on where you're from, your lifestyle, or something about you where people have judged you before getting to know you. And I apologize that that happened to you. And God wants to bring healing and restoration. If that happened from people with inside the walls of the church, we repent, we apologize. Because maybe the people we're supposed to learn from the most, the people that God is wanting to bring into our lives, are the people that we've been discriminating against, the people we've been avoiding. Maybe that's the person that God wants you to have an encounter with. Maybe that's the person that's going to help bring life and restoration into your life. Or maybe even somebody that you've been discriminating against, maybe God's wanting to change your heart because God wants you to serve and help that person. I want to close with this. Um, I want to read something out of the United Methodist Hymnal as a prayer. This is going to be our closing prayer. And if you're ever in this church and you're just sitting waiting for a service to start or just sometime you come in the sanctuary to pray, I'm telling you, you can read through the hymnal and read some of these songs as prayers. Because this is the one that got my heart this week and I felt it was very needed for this time. It's United Methodist Hymnal, page 560. Help us accept each other. And I wanna read it as a prayer. Help us God, to help us accept each other as Christ accepted us. Teach us as sister brother, each person to embrace. Be present Lord among us and bring us to believe we ourselves accepted and meant to love and live. Teach us, O oh Lord, your lessons. As in your daily life, we struggle to be human and search for hope and faith. Teach us to care for people, for all, not just for some. To love them as we find them or as they may become. 
Let us accept, let your acceptance change us so that we may be moved in living situations to do the truth and love, to practice your acceptance until we know by heart the table of forgiveness and laughter's healing art. Lord, for today's encounters with all who are in need, who hunger for acceptance for justice and for bread, we need new eyes for seeing, new hands for holding on. Renew us with your spirit. Lord, free us, make us one. Amen. story of Nathaniel, Nathaniel starts off with judgment of where Jesus is from. Jesus turns around and says, Jesus knowing the guy doesn't have it all together, Jesus says, follow me. Jesus says, watch, we're going to change the world. I think Jesus says the same thing to us. As we leave, may we know Jesus says, follow me. Let's go love people. Go in peace. <laughs>